there's more to this life than I thought. And James inspires me. The things he says have encouraged me. It's like there's a walk, there's a path, and it's leading to something more real than I've ever known before. And it's exciting. I get around James and I hear things that help me in my life, my work. This work he talks about has become my work. I am excited about the possibility that other people could be affected. Other people could be inspired to work on themselves, to grow, to, to realize there's more to this life. I've got to really cook because this took me days to put these notes together. I was having so much trouble with this. I want to talk about a cover story. A cover story may be a story in a magazine whose subject appears on its front cover designed to get you to buy the magazine. You've all seen these. You see people, if you go to the grocery store, you're standing in line. They put them right there. You have to go through this gauntlet, this wall of things that they want you to buy, gum and this and that, and all these different things, and magazines. And they have cover stories on the magazines. And this one will be this, and this one will be that. You know, And some of them are crazy, like uh, two-headed baby eats Chicago, you know, or something like that. So those are cover stories, and the purpose of them is to get you to buy the magazine, to get you to buy the paper, to get you to buy whatever it is. Now, a cover story may also be a fictitious account intended to hide one's real motive, as, for example, the propaganda that our governments feed us to keep us under control. Now, I know that I shouldn't be saying things like this, because if you tread on the government's feet, of course, I'm nobody, so it's not going to matter. But if you tread on the government's feet too hard, what they do is they tread back, and they have big feet. So it's not a good idea to mess with them. So I'll just give that one the light touch. That's just an example. I know that our governments don't do that. All the bad governments do that. But our governments, the good governments, the democratic governments, they all do good things, and all their propaganda is good propaganda, and there are no lies involved in that. They're not giving us an account that's intended to hide anything. And even if they were, we always find out and those bad people are brought to justice and then good people take their place. Okay, that's the blurb that I have to say in order to stay out of jail, I guess. Either way, we have our cover stories that serve both purposes. They attract and they conceal. Well, what is so terrible about that? Well, nothing really, except that they make relationships a disaster. Relationships are impossible because we have these cover stories that both attract and conceal. The cover story is written by life. And the interesting thing is it uses a 48-letter alphabet that's read by the five senses. It's a bedtime story that will keep you asleep. Now, you see that, of course, I'm just saying the same old thing in a different way. Why is it that I always say the same thing? Well, because that's all there is. There isn't anything else to say. So I was talking to somebody the other day. I said, well, you're listening to podcasts anymore. He said, nope, you've said it all. That's true. I have said it all. But you didn't get it all, dummy. And the fact that you stopped listening is proof that you didn't get it all. Because it's not about getting more information. It's about changing your level of being. The information that I'm giving you is not more information. You already know all of this stuff. The purpose of this is to inspire you and encourage you to change your level of being by looking at yourself and by seeing what you are and then by applying these other transformative ideas to what you see. So that gradually, slowly, oh yes, ever so slowly, you begin to transform. You begin to make this vicious, horrible thing 
that has been absorbed by 48 orders of law, the false personality. You begin to make this thing, this monster, this murderer, this Hitler, this Stalin, passive. This Idi Amin, passive. And then something else can become active in you. That's the purpose of these podcasts. That's the purpose of what I do. That's why I say the things I say over and over and over again. You're not going to hear anything new. You're just going to hear a little bit different twist on it so that it'll come in at a different angle and hopefully hit in a different place inside of you. That's the purpose. I'm not a smart person. I'm a dedicated, perseverant person who is going to do this no matter what. As long as you see life as you see it, you're going to be kept asleep. The problem is how you see life. The problem is not life. Life stinks. This is a pain factory. That's the way that is. You are caught under 48 orders of laws, and the laws are nasty and vicious and hard. And it makes life very, very difficult and very painful. That's not the problem. That's just the fact. The problem is how you see life. The only way to change life is to change yourself. Life will remain the same. You must change. Something has to happen in you. And where it has to happen is how you see life. As we are, we see life through this cover story presented to us via the five senses. This work contains ideas that don't come through the five senses. They don't come through the five senses. They don't come from life. Now, I'll explain that. These ideas act as a kind of a decoder of the 48-letter alphabet. There was a film with Nicolas Cage, National Treasure or something, and the whole thing was figuring out these puzzles, this and that, and the special glasses and the lenses and all these different things. You know, you'll see films where somebody will have a piece of cardboard and it's got little squares cut out of it, and you put it over something that's been written, and it just brings out certain letters, and then it spells out certain words, so it decodes what's hidden. Well, this work is like that. This work is like this template that you put over life and it filters out the things that you have been unable to filter out. And it allows something to come through. It allows you to see things in a new way. And when you can see things in a new way, you begin to change. That's the purpose of this work. Not life changes. You will begin to change. See, it's like your question this morning, Jess. Well, I've gotten glimpses of this horrible person. Right. Guess what? That's called you changing. You now see what you could never see before. But I hate it. Yeah. Okay. So there's still a lot left. There's still a lot of you left. There's still a lot of the false personality that's not passive. So? So what? An improvement is an improvement. You gain, you gain. Well, it wasn't enough. Then start to see things in a different way. Start to see things the way I'm telling you to see things instead of seeing things the easy way. And the easy way, what's the easy way? To go right down into negativity, to go right down into violence, to go right down into make wrong, making yourself wrong. That's the easy way. What I'm telling you to do is not easy, and that's why people don't do it. Because it's not easy. Because it takes effort, and it takes a concerted effort, and it takes an intelligent effort, and it takes a consistent effort. No awakening is possible until we can apply the decoder to the cover story of life, ourselves and others. When we can start to 
use this work as a decoder and apply it to the cover story of our own lives and of life in general and of other people's cover stories, then something can begin to happen. There's a way that works, and then there are many other ways that either don't work at all or work inconsistently. So let's look at an example. What happens when we die? The cover story, written by life, with the 48-letter alphabet, and it's read through the five senses, so we all grow up in this whole thing, in this story, this whole story that's already set for us. You are born into this story. You see that. You are born into this story as a character, and then your character is shaped by the story. It's actually shaped by the story. You have very little to do with it. You just kind of go along with it. So you're written into life, as it were. And so here you are being written into life, and the five senses tell you that we're put in a box, we're buried, we're burned. Okay? That's what happens. Somebody dies, their body stops moving, whatever happens, happens, they're dead, that's it, they're not coming back. We put them in a box, we put them in the ground, and we burn them. One of those things happens. Given that cover story, the answer to all of this is eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. And you look at life and you will see millions of people living exactly according to that story and doing all kinds of horrible things to eat, drink, be merry, for tomorrow we die. Because who cares? What's it matter? If I can get away with it until I die, then I've won. There's another story that doesn't come from life that says there's something beyond the physical body. This idea has the power to transform our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. So let's take this rather dull base idea. There's something beyond the physical body. There's something beyond this life. Let's just take that as a basic course idea, which it is. You could say there's heaven and hell. Okay? Like I said, this is a base idea. This is not as sublime and as fine as the work ideas. But it's a base A influence, B kind of, it's a kind of between A and B influence idea. It's a, it's a C influence idea that has fallen to B influences that has fallen to A influence. So what that means is that it's now being used to control people. That's what it means. But that's not all bad if you can get hold of something through it. And that's always the story with us. If we can get hold of something a little bit better. So we say, but it's not true, it's not right. Well, that's true. But so what? If you wanted to learn how to fly an airplane, it wouldn't give you a jet fighter, put you on the runway and say, there you go, have a good time, here's the manual. You have to do a lot of simulator training, you have to do a lot of fixed wing training, you have to do a lot of training in little planes that or in gliders and little planes that you would think, well, that's ridiculous. You work your way up to that. This is the same way, people. You have to work your way up to this transformation. It's not just, bing, there it is. Oh, that's the way we'd like it to be. Satori, bam, I, was, uh, I woke up. Great. Now live it out. You know, it's like it was Eckhart Tolle woke up on a park bench or somewhere, right? I don't know how the story goes. He woke up. And it's like, yeah, so what? He was still on a park bench. You know, work it out, people. He woke up. Life was still the same. He was just awake. That's all. This is the rub here. You wake up and you find life is what it is. It didn't get any better. It didn't change. People are still killing each other, hating each other, slandering each other, destroying each other. People are still duplicitous. People are still violent and angry. That doesn't change because you wake up. 
The only thing that changes is you become more aware of it. And now you have that to deal with. Now, all the stuff you didn't have to see and you could be a Pollyanna about, and you could go, oh, life is wonderful, butterflies and rainbows and woohoo lollipops. That's great. Except that when you start to wake up a little bit, the real challenge comes. Okay, happy, how do you feel now? <sighs> meaningless, it's all meaningless and horrible. Yeah, that's the other side of being asleep. That's what that is. That's just the other side of being asleep. Let me tell you what you did. You rolled over in bed. You didn't wake up. You rolled over in bed. See, this is a tough one. I know that people say, oh, well, you're so hard. You're so harsh. No, I'm not. I'm one of the nicest guys you will ever meet in your life. I'm really easy to get along with. This work is hard. This life is hard. This story that you have been written into is hard. It's a horrible, horrible story. And you don't like that. So you write your own little story. You go and you put graffiti on the walls. And what do you put? Well, it's not bad graffiti. You're not putting skulls and crossbones. You're doing flowers and lollipops and, and rainbows and butterflies. That's great. It's still graffiti. And you're still covering up what's there. That is the point. And I know it's not a point that people like to make. So let's take that idea. Something beyond the physical body. What does it actually do? What it actually does is it gets people to the point where they say, oh, maybe I'll be accountable for this. And just that idea already begins to change their thoughts, their feelings, and the behavior. As long as they believe that idea, something has happened. That idea literally does come from sea influence. It comes from above. It comes from very high up because it is the truth. What you sow, you reap. But as long as you're embedded in the 48 orders of law, as long as you're embedded in the cover story, as long as your, your story is being written with the 48-letter alphabet, you're stuck. You'll never see that. You'll just blow that right off. But if you can get this idea, which acts as a decoder, then suddenly you can see that something can change. Greater ideas transmit greater meaning. What that means is man is not one but many. So this is an idea. Man is not one, but many. This is a huge idea. You are not one. Oh, well, everybody knows that. I mean, we all know that. We've been saying that for years. Yes, but you don't get it. You do not get it. And when you do get it, it's not all that happy. Does this idea have the power to transform from 48 to 24? Does it have the power to lift you up out of 48 orders of laws and give you a different view? Does it have the power to decode this cover story so that you can start to see through it? So that you can start to see that everything, the way everything looks here is not the way it actually is? That things are not as they seem? That you really cannot tell a book by its cover? That you really do not know what's inside the magazine just by the cover story? Does it give you that? Yes, it does, doesn't it? You start to get that. Will it develop consciousness? Will it develop a finer sensitivity in you? Will it help you to see yourself and others in a broader way? According to the five senses, we're one person wrapped in a solid body. This is a life idea, a cover story written with the 48-letter alphabet. Look, it's easy to see. You look around this room, it's easy to see. Everyone is a package. That's one person. And that's what we buy. And it's easy to buy that. Where does it lead? What does it produce in us? These are the questions we need to be asking ourselves.
We accuse each other, we kill each other, and are generally unhappy with one another. Are the senses wrong? Is there not just one person there? That's what we have to ask ourselves. Are, 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 could our senses be wrong? Is there more than one person there? Well, now it gets difficult, doesn't it? Now your perspective is a little bit broader. Well, now it's not just somebody to hate. Now it's like, well, well what if there's more to that person? Just that doubt is unnerving, isn't it? And so what do we do? We combat it. We get the 48-letter alphabet out and we start writing something else. We write right over anything that the decoder has shown us. If we remain ignorant of our own psychological makeup, no movement, no shift, no change is possible. If we see we are not one but many, we begin to realize within us are multitudes of different eyes, nice and not so nice. I'll just leave it there. You could say devils and angels. There's some people who have angels inside of them. And on the other side of that, they have devils. You know, one of the things that Gurdjieff said when people asked him, well, how many eyes are in you? He said, two, one very good and one very bad. And you see people think, oh, well, that was just Gurdjieff. No, you idiot. That is all of us. You just don't know it. And he became aware of it. When you become aware of it, you will see the same thing. You will see that there's one very good and one very bad. That's ultimately what you will come up with. And then you will put those two things together. And eventually you will be one. That's a long way off, so we won't talk about that now. When we wrangle with others, we've got to stop thinking, this person is blah, blah, blah. But rather we need to think, some eyes in him and some eyes in me are at odds. Do you see the power of this? Just the power of this little idea that you are not one but many, that that person is not one but many, that all these people are not one but many, that the package is a lie, that the cover story is something that wraps up all of these different eyes. Gradually, the idea develops the awareness in us. There's no such thing as I in us as we are. So there's really no such I to find fault, to make judgments, but only a machine that makes judgments. So what we are, basically, is a judgment machine. And that's what it does. It just judges all day long. And how does it judge? According to the cover story. That's one person, they're all bad, kill him. Destroy them. This person needs to be put down. This person needs to be destroyed. This person is a curse. Remove him from the face of the earth, and the whole earth will be a better place. How many people have we removed from the face of the earth who we said that about? And now, how much better is the earth? Well, it's no better. As a matter of fact, we would have to remove ourselves to make the earth a better place. Because we're the problem. It's how we see it. And we see it according to the way it's been written, not according to the way it is. What happens is gradually this idea develops the awareness in us that we are not one. Gradually. The disaster of relationships comes from packing the whole bundle of eyes into one package called I. And this is our cover story. All people have unpleasant and even wicked eyes. We must become awake to them so we don't identify with them thinking, this is I. It starts here. Don't worry about them. It starts here with you. And where are you spending all of your time? Out there. You're spending all of your time as the judging machine, judging those other people. 
This idea of a cover story masking our multiplicity comes from outside the 48-letter alphabet of the five senses. It comes from outside our world. The idea itself acts as a decoder, eliminating all that the cover story has added and shows us a new meaning with power to transform our thoughts and our feelings and our behaviors. We have real I. It's in us, but it's so very far from our awareness because we're tangled up in this cover story. And it's very difficult for us to free ourselves from this. In fact, it's impossible. We have no tools. The cover story gives us no tools to work with. They have to come from somewhere else. Giving up that story, saying, that is not really me, can be like taking all your clothes off in a crowded train station. Yeah, I just wanted you to get that image. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're an exhibitionist and you think that's a great idea, but my guess is, is that everybody starts off with a little bit of, oh, no! That's just the beginning. Then we start to find a trace of real eye. If we're sincere, if we're genuine, and ready to take the challenge, we begin to find just a trace of real eye, just a whiff, just a, a subtle sound, a subtle sense that there's something more real. Our cover story makes it all too easy to miss the point. The point, the meaning of our existence, why we are here. Eat, drink, be married, tomorrow we die. No, that's not why we're here. Well, we're here to, to get rich, we're here to get stuff, we're here to do this, we're here to eat. Yeah. No, that's not why we're here. And it's so easy to miss that point and thereby miss the meaning of our lives, our existence. How many times have you been upset about some certain thing? Pick anything, anything that upsets you. It may be the way people drive. It may be the news. It may be this. Or maybe your neighbor didn't cut his lawn. Or maybe your neighbor did cut his lawn. It could be anything. So think about it. How many times have you been upset about some certain thing? And then you lashed out. And then later felt the need to ask for forgiveness. Well, if you get the forgiveness, it's not much good because the cover story keeps you from realizing that certain eyes emerged and you gave way to them. See, if you get forgiveness, it's all over. Now you've got to go do it again. Why is it that it repeats? Why is it that people keep doing the same things to each other over and over again? They get forgiven and then they do it again. Why is that? Because they don't understand that forgiveness isn't the answer. The answer is realizing that you went with eyes that you have no business going with. That you went with little eyes, little negative robber eyes, killer eyes, mugger eyes that are fast to shed blood, quick to accuse and slander, quick to find fault, quick to judge. You went with those little eyes. Why? You grew up with them. They are your family. They're everything that you know. That is part of your cover story. To get free of them is a huge task. And it takes a long time and much right effort. So, what happened was, your feeling of I went into the little eyes that are always negative, they're always bitter, and they're always waiting to come to the surface and vent their spleen. They're just right there, ready to go. They got their finger on the trigger. They've got the gun already pointed at that person. They're just waiting for them to make a move. Why? Because we already know that that cover story is, that's just one package. That's just one bad person over there. They're evil. The idea, we're not one but many, 
can begin to unravel our cover story and transform our relationship to one another. We need our relationships to one another transformed. They're not right. We make wrong connections. We see each other in the wrong way. We see ourselves wrongly and we see each other wrongly. Because you see me wrongly, you mistreat me and yourself and others. Because I see you wrongly, I mistreat you, myself and others. This must change in order for us to become free from this cover story, from this 48 orders of law. Being consciously gentler with yourself begins to dissolve some of our wrong self-valuation. begins to soften us, begins to relax us in a little way. Not a lot, but just a little. It's like soaking in a tub of hot water. The calluses come off a lot easier. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to remove these rough spots. We're trying to remove the sharp edges. We're trying to remove or make passive this pointy, prickly, nasty, false personality that is so quick to judge others as one when they're not one at all. It's so pointed and direct. It's got a very sharp, a lot of very sharp points on it. But don't you see that we need to broaden our view of people? We need to broaden our view of ourselves, broaden our view of one another. So the cover story will never lead you to believe we're not one. Never. You will never look at people and see that person's not one. You're not going to do that. That idea has to come from somewhere outside of this. That's not something that we get in life. But once you do, you'll see yourself, life, and others in a new way. Once you begin to see that that person that you're taking as one is not one, but many, everything starts to change. Everything starts to change. When you start to see yourself as not one, but many, you subtly begin to soften towards yourself. You're not so harsh. And then you find that you're not so harsh with others. You find that you're not so vindictive. You find that you're actually trying to find a way to see more of them so that you can soften and relax even more. This is the transformative power of these ideas that come from something higher. The problem is, people, is it's not enough to just hear this. It's not enough to just study this. You must apply these ideas daily in order to have them serve the purpose of transformation. They can do it, but you've got to apply the idea to yourself and others in your life every single day, many times a day. The more, the better. That's what this is about. That is what people in this work need to be doing. Now, we're either doing it or we're not. And most of the time, we're not. But that doesn't mean that you can't do it right now. That doesn't mean you can't begin again. That doesn't mean you can't pick up where you left off or pick up where you are and begin to take these ideas and apply them to your own life and how you see life. Often the practical application of these ideas sounds like it's going to be easy. The ideas sound great. When we actually run into a situation or a person who's being a little more difficult than we'd like, we find it's not as easy as we thought it was going to be. If you've hit a snag with some aspect of this work and its practical application in your everyday life, I invite you to write James at SolidRockVista.com. Sometimes a fresh perspective is all it takes to get us back on the right track.